This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. There was a seismic shift in the auto industry overnight. Ford, Stellantis, and Hyundai all announced major changes that all have to do with the electric revolution. And we start out with Ford, where Jim Farley announced one of the biggest changes in the history of the company. We're announcing one of the largest transformations in the global automotive business, full stop. Ford is going to split into two business units, and even though both will still be inside the company, they're going to operate completely separately. We've decided to create two separate auto businesses. Ford Blue, that'll focus on our internal combustion engine vehicles like Bronco and F-150, and Ford Model E, which will focus on connected digital vehicles. The Model E side of the business is going to be run by Doug Field, who Ford hired away from Apple and who also worked at Tesla. Model E will be responsible also to develop software and technologies that are delivered to all parts of the Ford Enterprise, not just EVs. But Ford made it abundantly clear that it's going to keep investing in its iconic vehicles powered by IC engines. Bronco and Ranger and F-150, Super Duty, Mustang, those vehicles aren't going anywhere. I want to emphasize that. We are going to invest in internal combustion engines. The ICE part of the business, Ford Blue, will be run by Kumar Gohatra. The electric side, Model E, will be run by Doug Field, with Lisa Drake reporting to him. How Tai Tang will now be the in-between guy who bridges the gap between both business groups. And Stuart Rowley, who had been running Ford of Europe, will now be in charge of transformation and quality. Ford is splitting into BEV and ICE because CEO Jim Farley says they need a clean sheet approach to developing EVs. He says Ford needs new talent, new supply chains, and even a new distribution model. Ford is even going to copy how Tesla sells vehicles completely online with no inventory at dealerships. And now the question is, how many other legacy automakers are going to do what Ford is doing? No automaker wants to be seen as a copycat, but they're clearly going to have to respond because Ford just threw down the gauntlet. So that's what Ford announced this morning, but yesterday Stellantis also announced big changes. It's going to come out with 75 BEVs. And yeah, you heard me right, 75. And it will have the manufacturing capacity to make 5 million electric vehicles by 2030. From 2026 on, it's only going to launch BEVs in the European market. And in the U.S., it expects 50% of sales to be pure electric by 2030. CEO Carlos Tavares announced initiatives in software, e-commerce, mobility, captive financing, pre-owned cars, commercial vehicles, and a business reset in China. Put it all together, and he says Stellantis will double its revenue to 300 billion euros by the end of this decade. And now we go to Hyundai, which announced plans to invest $79 billion in electrification, software technologies, and autonomous driving through 2030. $16 billion of that is going towards electrification. Hyundai will introduce 17 new BEVs by the end of the decade, including 11 for Hyundai and 6 for Genesis. The Ioniq 6 will launch this year, followed by the Ioniq 7 in 2024, while Genesis will introduce the all-electric version of the GV70 this year as well. Future BEVs will ride on a new integrated modular architecture, which will feature a cell-to-pack design, 
much more standardized components and is expected to come out in 2025. This means it will also have to increase manufacturing capacity for BEVs, and that could include a new plant that's dedicated to making electrics. Another major area of investment is software. $10 billion is going towards that. It will include OTAs, in-car services, and autonomous driving. In fact, Hyundai will launch Level 3 capability sometime this year in the Genesis G90. By 2030, Hyundai's plan is to sell 1.87 million BEVs a year, which would give it roughly 7% of the global market. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Ooh-wee, Rivian just ticked off a lot of customers. It announced big price increases for its R1T pickup and R1S SUV. And we do mean big. The base price of the truck is now $79,500, up a staggering 12 grand. And the SUV now starts at $84,500, up a whopping $14,500. Rivian blames higher component costs part shortages, and inflation. And it's not just new customers that have to pay these prices. The increases are being passed on to most customers that already pre-ordered the vehicles. And that set off a firestorm of complaints on social media, and some customers even canceled their orders. And who can blame them? Elon Musk even jumped into the fray, tweeting out that Rivian's, quote, negative gross margin will be staggering and that it's, quote, nearly impossible for other companies to make affordable electric trucks. More and more automakers are suspending operations in Russia because it invaded Ukraine. Ford is suspending operations with its joint venture partners in Russia. BMW is suspending sales and production. Volkswagen will have to idle some production in Germany because of supply issues. And Honda stopped all exports of cars and motorcycles to Russia and the rest of the Japanese auto industry is expected to follow suit. And we've got a quick update on that cargo ship carrying thousands of vehicles that caught fire. It sank. Rescue workers tried to tow the ship to safety, but rough seas pushed it under. The boat, which was traveling from Germany to the U.S., had around 4,000 cars on board, including Audis, Bentleys, Lamborghinis, and Porsches. The vehicles were worth an estimated $400 million dollars, but insurance will cover the damage. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Polestar is showing off a cool-looking concept called the O2. It's a two-door hardtop convertible that features styling inspired by the Precept concept. So picture that car with two doors chopped off and a big section sliced out of the roof. It also rides on Polestar's new bonded aluminum architecture that it revealed last month, 
which allowed designers to lower the roof line and engineers to improve driving dynamics. Polestar says it plans to introduce three new cars over the next three years, and each has the potential to feature ideas presented by its concept cars. The first is expected to be a version of the Precept that comes out this year. And going back to the beginning of the show, did you catch that brief glimpse of a future dashboard that flashed by in the Ford video? Take a look at this IP. Video screens from A-pillar to A-pillar, and the steering wheel clearly has the Lincoln logo on it. Sure looks to us like it's going to be the instrument panel on the next-gen Lincoln Navigator. And now we've got to wonder, is it going to be a BEV? And going back to the Stellantis story, it gave us a quick tease of Jeep's first battery electric model, which will launch next year. While it only provided two pictures, it looks to us like it's based on the Compass, and that would make some sense. There's already a 4xe, or plug-in hybrid version of the Compass, and based on when it's coming out, it would suggest to us that it's not riding on a new, dedicated BEV platform, because Stellantis hasn't developed those yet. Jeep says we'll get more information in the coming months. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.